Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr. Joining me as always is the internet Jesus himself, Sean Walker. And our local lovable Canuck, Zach Hicken. What's up? I'm really tired right now. This is the latest I think we've ever started recording. This is the late, late, late version uh, sports beat after hours. This is sports beat after 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 hours. After hours. Indeed. And we've but, been here way too long. But we're still awake. <laughs> we're still awake. We're jacked up on kava juice. And wait, are we allowed to say that over the air? Kava juice. Sure. I don't know what kava juice is. <laughs> it's been a long night. I mean, this whole weekend, our weekends to a close. It's been a busy, busy weekend. I think I've worked off. Well over 40 hours the last three days. Yeah, most likely. Friday night, we welcomed... Welcome to media. Well, I guess Thursday night is when it got started. We welcomed the uh, high school football season back starting uh, Thursday Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night, Friday night, we produced our... Let's just get it out of the way right now. It's back. High school football is back, and we couldn't be more excited. Thursday night was the matchup between Bingham High and Orem, uh, Orem's The Fighting Pukas, I think is their mascot. I, well, it was officially changed on Thursday night. Gotcha. Uh, they're they're now called The Ninjas. The Ninjas. The Puka n- n- Ninjas. Uh, it was a good matchup. Uh, Orem lost. You guys were both there. What did you guys think about that game? It was great, it, I thought. It's going to be really, really hard to top that for game of the year right now, and th- that was only week Interesting. one. Interesting. However, we might top it this week. That's with true. With 6A powers colliding, uh, Bingham heading to east. So everything that Bingham and Orem was, I'm totally expecting out of Bingham and east. Well, here's the thing that's wild is I think that this might have been the best week one of high school football that I can remember since I've been involved. Oh, yeah. In, you know, either being a part as a player or covering it. Because I've, I've always followed high school football very closely ever since I was in high school. Um, I've always followed the scores, the stats, you know, who the state leaders are for everything. Real quick, um, should we give up our uh, alma maters real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I went to Pleasant Grove High School. All right. I am a also a Viking, but I went to Viewmont High. The sucky Vikings. <laughs> They are the sucky Vikings. They're the Ted Bundy Vikings. <laughs> Ooh. Too soon. Too oh, soon. too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> and everybody knows who follows me on Twitter. I'm a Forks Up. Uh, grew up in Springville. But he's a Provo Bulldog. I grew up in Springville. But he went to Provo High. Is there even a school anymore? It's only because is is there <laughs> is there a Provo High? No, that's so, that's a very legitimate question. And. Um, I'll get back to you next week if there is, because <laughs> I haven't been to the supposed new campus, in air quotes. Also, nobody consulted me that they were moving the school. So, as far as I know, Provo High is dead. Yeah. Um, but drop. I think the reason that Sean is trying to claim uh, Springville is because they might have had the game of the week. Oh that game goodness. between them Crazy and uh, game. Dixie was wild. 
they were down uh springville was down what like 21 12 yes um heading into the fourth quarter they come back they score a touchdown uh with a few minutes left yeah, so we'll show you the nominees oh, on game here we go Live here's jeremiah Jetson. six o'clock then you can vote on twitter at ksl sports then we'll reveal the winner each sunday night right now here it is 54% of you guys voted. The best play of the week was this, the Springville Miracle. I don't know what they're calling it in Springville, but it was awesome. The Red Devil rally laid over Dixie, Peyton Murphy to Clayton Johnson with three seconds left after trailing 21-12 in the final minute. This beat out Puka Nakua's ninja touchdown, which was number three on SportsCenter's top plays on Thursday night. This was That drama. was good. That was drama. In order to beat Puka, that was pretty darn good. And it's probably one of the best. That was drama. That, no, that was crazy. You're right. And this is all week one, well, guys. And here's the thing. One game that we haven't even really given a lot of love to is the Sky Ridge-Riverton game. Yes. Where uh, Sky Ridge went up early. Riverton comes back, and I think they were up uh, like 20, 24 to 14. Sky Ridge scores a touchdown with like two minutes left, marches down the field, and as the clock is expiring, they, they kick a field goal after a long weather delay. They just barely missed the field goal, though. Jeez. So that game was crazy. We didn't even get into that game because we didn't have enough time to right. on Sportsbeat today. Riverton was up 17 points at halftime, though. That's crazy. 17. So it was 24 to 7, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that sounds right. 24 yeah. to 7 because someone tweeted the score into us uh, during the lightning delay. And, yeah, they came back, scored two unanswered touchdowns in the second half. We're marching downfield, and they missed the game-tying field goal that would have made it 24-24 as the clock expired. And then, and that's uh, unfortunate, too, because Skyridge, for my money, one of the big contenders in 5A this year. I think yeah, I said this last week. That was a huge upset. Yeah, right. that was massive. That was absolutely massive. How about massive. that Riverton D, though, man? Yeah, two pick sixes. Two pick sixes. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the difference in the game. Right. That's also week one of high school football. Yeah. Right there. I we mean, had a we lot had, of pick sixes six this week. Six pick sixes. I think I saw, like, two scoop and score on fumbles. Um, that game was, I mean, this, this week one was crazy. We didn't even get into the, um, corner Canyon, Pleasant Grove game that you covered, Sean, uh, where Pleasant Grove was up 10 Do points. Do you really want to go into this? I'll deck? go into it. Pleasant really Grove was up 10 Just points the in the fourth off, quarter. And then, uh, they gave up 20 unanswered points on the same the play to the same John Mitchell wide receiver. Yeah. John Mitchell, four touchdowns, 200 plus yards, seven catches. He shredded the Pleasant Grove defense. Um, I mean, he looks like a legit, uh, right. legit player. I mean, sad, I mean, sad for you that PG lost. Uh, but honestly, I don't care. You know, PG's never been good at football. When I was there, we had our best team ever. We had nine uh, starters that went on to play D1 football. Couple um, of Stanford guys, and yeah, a couple of Stanford guys. We had I think fourteen or fifteen guys on the team um, that were in the two deep. That went on to play D1 football. Wow. And the farthest that we ever got while I was at PG was the quarterfinals. So PG is just never going to be good. We had the best quarterback in the state. We had three offensive linemen. That he was a great go. safety, by the way. Yeah, the he was level. a great safety at Stanford. I mean, he had yeah. NFL opportunities by the time he was done. We had three offensive linemen that played D1. Um, we had our, I think we had three linebackers that played D1 football, uh, two DNs, um, a, a lot of guys that played. Uh, uh, in the NFL, uh, got some time in the NFL, and Jason Fanica, Joe Kruger. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shoot, who else am I thinking of? Uh, I don't know. We had we had a It'll lot of great players. Eventually, um, 
I mean, yeah, Dallas, Dallas, our quarterback had uh, got a little bit of a run um, last summer as a rookie, but fortunately didn't make a roster. But yeah, we had a really good yeah. team, and we never made it past the quarterfinals because Davis beat us. Davis had a good team that year. They had Troy and Tanner Hines, and those two just destroyed us. And, and, that's, and I tell you what, I really thought Pleasant Grove was going to win this game at Corner Canyon because Corner Canyon came – well, first Pleasant Grove came right out and just punched Corner Canyon in the mouth, and then Corner goes and ro- runs off uh, three unanswered touchdowns themselves. Right. Uh, Cole Hagen ran for one and then wound up throwing for more than 400 yards and four touchdowns in his first game as a full-time yeah, starter a, uh, after Zach a, Wilson. A, yeah, what a coming out party. For yeah, him. right? Uh, and and so corner so corner canyon is up big at halftime there's an hour and a half not quite an hour and a half like an hour 10 minute break for lightning and then pleasant grove comes back um by the way i we should we should give a little superlative because his team didn't win but i'm giving an achievement to cole christensen at pleasant grove a little miniature do you mean dane christian or dane dane christensen sorry what i say uh, it's two o'clock in the morning. Sorry, yeah, guys. Sorry, guys. Dane Christensen from Pleasant Grove, the little like four foot nothing running back. He's small, but holy cow, He's is like that Braden kid Whistler good? Light. That kid, that kid is really good. He is a player. Pleasant Grove has themselves a player right there. Um, they rally back, take a big lead going into the fourth quarter, and then with about six minutes left, uh, Corner Canyon finds a play. Uh, Cole Hagen to a wide open John Mitchell on a post route and they run it three times, almost the exact same play. I'm pretty sure it was the same play call. I think it was. Um, head coach Eric Kerr wouldn't confirm that to me, but I'm pretty sure it's the exact same play call. And just run until they can stop you. Yeah, a couple other games that uh, of note. Um, American Fork Weber. Uh, Pleasant Grove, or sorry, not Pleasant Grove commit. Speaking of player. you commit, um, Chase Roberts had three touchdowns in the first half. Um Boone Abbott was uh, kind of lighting it up. He had five touchdown passes on the game. Boone um, Abbott, uh, early front runner for name of the year. Yeah, that's up there. <laughs> that is a good name. Three hundred sixty-two yards and five touchdowns. Chase Roberts with nine catches for two hundred thirty-three yards and three touchdowns. And those three touchdowns all came in the first half. Uh, he's going to be a player for BYU. I mean, he they couldn't even cover him. Weaver couldn't even cover him, and that was supposed to be a top twenty-five matchup, and he just. Uh, Weaver didn't know how to defend him. Um, let's see, a couple other games that were of note. The game that we covered, the Game Night Live game of the week, uh, East versus Jordan. Oh, yeah, great There was game. a long, long lightning delay there. Like with all the games. Um, but, uh, you know, Jordan kind of... Yeah, I'm pretty sure a couple of the games are still being played because of lightning yeah, delay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jordan kind of um, had a little bit of a, a comeback in the fourth quarter. They were trying to make some noise, but... Um, they got it as close as I think twenty-one to thirty, but uh, yeah, they weren't able to finish them off. But um, yeah, East and uh, they're too. They're too stacked. Was it two-two span? He had a uh, uh, two. Yeah, two-two span had uh, two rushing touchdowns, and Charlie Vincent opened up the game. First play from scrimmage with a fifty-seven-yard touchdown run. Dang. Uh, I like we said earlier that East Bingham game is gonna be a huge matchup, and uh, I mean, do we want to preview that right now, guys? Sure, let's talk about it. Are there any other games that we want to touch on before we move on to Um, it? Before we do, we've got a special guest on the podcast that wants to say something. I just talk about your performance. Man, I'm a quote mark Don Lynch, man. For as broke as I am, I'm going to treat my linemen out to Sizzlers. (laughs) 
that's awesome. That's that was, my favorite quote. Oh, that's my favorite quote of the year. That's quote of the year. Quote of the year already. Of the year, early, already. early front runner. Yeah, goodness early gracious. front runner for quote of the year. Um, but yeah, this uh, East Bingham game. Um, you know, heading into it, I'm gonna say this. Uh, if you had asked me last week, I thought Bingham was gonna run away with this game. Um, but Bingham just lost its best offensive player. Right. Yeah, Braden Whistler went down against Orem. That's he was right. playing safety or kind of a nickelback position and hurt his knee. Uh, no official word has come out about what it was, but it didn't look good. No. And, he didn't um, come back. He, he didn't come back. Sternly took a blow to the head as well. Just got trucked. Yeah. Trying to defend a, Noah Sewell. A long, yeah, Noah yeah, it was Sewell, Noah Sewell. And, uh, I mean, Noah Sewell's a tank. He's... He's yeah. a he's a fullback middle linebacker and Noah, Noah not Sewell. The guy. Noah Sewell is basically like if you take his older brother Gabe and his older brother Nephi and like mixed them together, that's basically Noah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, high school football fans in Utah will understand that reference. Yeah. It's a compliment. Tough tough news for Braden Whistler because he was one of my guys that I was watching Man. for this year, and I thought that he had a real opportunity that if he played well this year, he could earn a scholarship. But I mean, it's. In the in the position he's in right now, it's hard to earn a scholarship when you're not going to be on the field. But he has done. He had a great year last year. He's it's early. He had a thousand plus yards last year. Who rushing. knows? Like I don't know what the injury is, but it's still early. He could come back. He could get a, a yeah, scholarship. He could come back else. for a state for a state title run. Yeah, for the minors, just depending on what his knee injury is. I mean, if it's an ACL, he's done for the year. If it's an MCL, he's out for a couple weeks. Um, right. He'll probably make it back for the playoffs if that's the case. Um, but and if he does make it back, there will be a playoff run out of this Bingham team because absolutely. their sure. their offense was a little bit shaky uh, Thursday night against Orem. But that defense, that defense is mean. Guys. Yeah, it is. I mean, Ugh. that defense is just. I mean, everybody wants to be special, but I don't think we're that special. It's pretty special. It is special. It's pretty yeah. special that Bingham D. Yes. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, the way that they were able to kind of handle, um, you know, a three headed beast on. Orem's offense in right. uh, Puka, which they weren't able to contain Puka, but they kind of kept uh, uh, Sewell in check, and then they kept um, uh, Legault in check as well. Which is not an easy task. No, no. I mean, th- th- that's the best team in 4A football far and away. And that I think team is going to dominate everyone else in 4A. You kind of, in the game, you kind of realize that Orem is super talented, mm-hmm. but there's a reason why they're not 6A. I mean, like, I mean, you can see the difference between. Bingham's depth versus Orem's depth. Well, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, Orem's kind of still an up-and-coming. I, I, I'm not going to say that they're an up-and-coming program, um, but they're kind of like on the beginning of like their up upswing, if that makes sense. Yeah. They won the state championship last year, but and they're kind of on the beginning of this upswing where Bingham is several years into it now. Maybe you know a decade plus where they've been. Bingham, Bingham doesn't rebuild anymore. The they just yeah. reload. Right. Yeah, they just reload every year. And or last year was Orem's first great season in like twenty years. First championship for, for sure. So first, yeah. first championship since ninety four. Yeah. Think, off so the top of my head. 25, 20, 24 years. Yeah. Um, it's the first time that they've really done anything notable. I mean, I remember when I was in high school and Bingham or sorry Orem was just awful. They were kind of a laughing stock because they had just split guys from there to uh i mean it had been a few years for mountain view but timpanogos just took a bunch of guys and then every good player that was ever going to go to orem was going to tempt right um and now orm's and now of every good place. player yeah, that's going to tempt is, is now going to orm go because orm's <laughs> kind of the they have a brand new field they have brand new facilities they have a brand new school yeah um 
They have a good coaching staff, um, they, and they have a good uh, group of players that, um, you know, like next year is probably going to be, uh, you know, they'll probably repeat as champions this year, and they have a great chance again next year because that 2019 class for them is pretty loaded. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you know, Bingham, they're super deep. They've got their starters um, that are just incredibly talented and they have the size so i think it's going to be a really fun matchup uh this week to watch them take i mean they have the size to compete with like some of the fbs programs oh my gosh yeah it's 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 disgusting how big some of their kids are absolutely i mean um, and yet one of their better players is also one of their smaller players and running back charlie vincent who ran for two touchdowns against jordan uh so we're talking east now okay yeah sorry 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 Sorry. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, East, well, East is also, also, also might be Char- – Charlie Vincent also might be, the, uh, this Friday night, also might be one of the most talented overall players on that field, East or Bingham. Yeah. Yeah, no. What Certainly in terms of an offensive Over the player. last, what, five or six years um, has been impressive because I think 2010 through 2012 when I was since, in high school, they since weren't Since really Brandon Maddich got yeah, there. since Brandon Maddich got there from Park City, he's really built something special, and he's brought back a lot of pride that East had. I mean – East is probably the most storied program in the history of high school football in the state. They For sure. they were like the top dog. Granted, it was just East and West back in the day, but <laughs> East, West, and South. Yeah, RIP. Yeah, RIP. Uh, South Salt Lake Community College campus. Uh, <laughs> and what Granite High School Granite back high. in the day? Oh yeah, and Granite. And uh, back when Lincoln High represented Utah County. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh man, we're going way back. But yeah, East. You know, Lavelle Edwards, proud Lincoln graduate. Uh, one of well, in speaking Granite High, that was his first job as a coach. It was. That's true. So, no, East is one of the most storied programs in the state just because of how long they've been around, and it's good to see the East Leopards back and uh, feeding guys into uh, the University of Utah just down the street. That's true. <laughs> or across the street. Can yeah. you imagine, like, if like if we had a fantasy football for high school, right? Why don't we develop the app? Like, why are you Dude, saying this be, over the air? Because one shoot, of our, one of our few listeners are going to – No, they yeah. can listen. Can no, listen, no, it's like – we're going to do it first. If any developers are out there, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, we'll give you a split of the cuts. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah, let's make this I mean, happen. You got like – okay, we're drafting defensive linemen, right? You got some uh, Peppa on uh, Bingham's defense. Yeah, Simote Peppa. freaking beast, right? 400 pounds of pure awesome. Then you got Apuica on East High's defense, who's a freaking beast. Mm-hmm. Also, it's well, like how about Lolani Longi? Like he's yeah, like uh, yeah, he's decent. Too. He's all right. He's he's all right. He's all and right. By all right, you mean I mean he's scary. He's like, a Longi. Yeah, yeah. He's an average Longi. You asked me earlier, like if I was, if I could go back in time or whatever. No, or no, like, no, not go back in time. Oh, go back now. Today, today. Pick a team at your age, your current like physical ability. Yeah. If you could go and compete in a six A football game, yeah, how do you think you'd do? Um, it like I, I explained this to you earlier. Like, depends on who the rest of my team was. Yeah, and if it was like East or Bingham, bro. Like, even though I'm like fat and slow, we would still smash. Like, are you kidding me? And uh, my response was that I might be able to compete in a two A football game. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, it's yeah. So just it's, not against South Summit. Yeah, uh, like if we're playing San Juan, who South Summit played this. <laughs> maybe, maybe not against Beaver. Definitely not against South Summit. But the rest of two A. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably be pretty competitive. Uh, 1A, what are you guys doing this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was just kind of a fun hypothetical yeah, that we were fun. discussing because me and Hema like to throw footballs around the office and, you know, we are kind of a little bit Uncle Rico's. Right. In that effect. I mean, I'm we're just getting ready them. for our big, uh, uh, for each of our turkey bowl games this and, year. And Jeremiah, because yeah. you're listening to this, don't ask about that TV. We <laughs> <laughs> were supposed to say anything. Um, yeah, so Rudy. big matchup. Rudy. Uh, let's talk about the other matchups going on. Because um, obviously. Well, I, one in a, uh, Utah County that caught my eye was American Fort Tempview. Um, Chase Roberts uh, has a good chance to put on a show. We don't really know what Tempview is going to be this year because they <laughs> kind of got spanked around a little bit by one of the best teams in the country, St. John sure. Bosco. Um but I, I think that they're forty nine to nothing. Yeah, forty nine to nothing. That it's does not qualify as often. a spanking, right? Yeah. It does. It do, it's not very often that Tempview um you know gets shut out. But that's one of the games that I've kind of pegged as a potential uh big game just because I I'm excited to see what these two teams are able to do against each other. Um Let's see. I'm just pulling up a couple other games from the schedule. I'm really looking forward to the uh, first game of the week, the Thursday night game, Lone Peak at Sky Ridge. Uh, Lone Peak coming off of a nice trickeration win against Harriman and Sky Ridge looking to rebound with their home opener from that just shocking upset loss that we talked about against Riverton. I think that'll be be right up there with some of the top games this week. Yeah. Shouts to my uh, cousin who plays on Lone Peak's team. He just played tennis. The state champion There's tennis a player? younger brother. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different one. Um, Brighton Leighton might be a decent game. I don't know what Brighton's like this year. Um, they had a couple players last year. They kind of they just lost to Fremont. So. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, we should give a shout-out to our Game Night Live Game of the Week. Go download the KSL TV app on the same phone that you're listening to this podcast right now. Rod Zondo will be on the call for uh, Farmington High School's first-ever home game. Oh, yeah. Hosting head coach Daniel Coates' alma mater in Northridge. So Ooh. Farmington and Northridge. That one should be a lot of fun. It might not be the instant classic on the field of being a Manise per se. Sure. But the emotions. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of And the high of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, the theater of that game by itself, it should be second to none. So I was at the Farmington game this week. They're... Uh, inaugural you game. mean the Timpanogos game sorry the Timpanogos game against Farmington uh, that was uh, Farmington's inaugural game um, and there was a lot of excitement for that team whenever they made a big play I mean there weren't very many of them um, and I mean this is kind of what's expected with uh, right. brand new brand new schools yeah, yeah not um, everybody's a Sky Ridge yeah not everyone's a Sky Ridge or a uh, Corner Canyon or Corner Canyon um, I mean there are a lot of teams that are like Westlake where uh Westlake hasn't been good for – I mean, they were good for the first couple of years that they opened up. They haven't been good, been good at all in five Not years. Not since they let Chaz Ayu get away. Nope. But, uh, yeah. R.I.P. Chaz Ayu. Yeah. It's uh, tough that Westlake's not as good as they used to be but uh, in their very short history. But, um, yeah, uh, another game that I've kind of pegged, which uh, wasn't one that I really thought of at first, but Corner Canyon-Riverton. Uh, if Riverton yeah. – if Riverton's defense comes out and plays like they did last week, they're going to give Corner Canyon a bit of, bit of a headache, and it's at Riverton. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a good game. Uh, Fremont Pleasant Grove might be a good game. Another pl- uh, shameless plug for my alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> um, Highland Pineview. 
the uh, Catholic school battle, Juan Diego and Judge Memorial. Juan Diego's Ooh, first. Juan Diego's going to beat those guys. Down. Juan Diego's first full game of the season, though, after they canceled their opener because of lightning. Yeah, I got they, sent to that they game. They didn't even get to halftime. I got sent to that game, and I showed up, and there were, like, no cars in the parking lot. And, like, wow. they were starting to turn off the lights at the stadium, and I was like, okay, well, I guess it's time to head back to the studio. So did they just, like, end it, or are they going to, like, make up for it later? No, no, they just canceled it. Okay. They just fought cancel it because it was against who are they gonna play? Uh, Morgan. I oh, can't that remember. Sucks. I so can't remember. They were playing Bear River. Bear River. That's who it was. Um, okay. How about uh, yeah, they got about a quarter into it and then lightning came and they weren't gonna be able to restart for at least like an hour and a half. Which is smart. They're and on so the hill. Just, so like yeah. So they just. This yeah. is a super it. interesting matchup. Um, maybe just for me as like a high school sports junkie, Ogden Enterprise. Oh, uh, Enterprise. That's like. Three differences in classification. I don't know where Ogden's at now. They're what four A, five A. Are they still an independent? They're four A. Are they four A? I think they're four A. And so are we? No, no, no. They're independent. They're yeah. They're four A in every other sport. Sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah. They they went football independent because they were so bad at football that they decided to go yeah. independent, which is really weird. The Ogden's that bad because it's like one of the you know bigger schools, bigger four A schools, um, like size wise, in terms uh, of overall population. Yeah, they're, it's a uh, huge city. That's like their their athletic population though is they at one point their coach was telling us last year at one point they had uh, fourteen kids try out for football. Oh wow, which I is think. just wild to me because all these schools up in Ogden, um, Ben Loman, Ogden, and I can't remember the third uh, school that I'm missing there are all really bad. Let me see what the other one. They're is. They're all going to Fremont. Okay, they're so all, Fremont's, going to Fremont's the third one in, in that area. Uh, Fremont's pretty decent. Fremont's all right. Does I mean, this be Brighton this week? They uh, NFL, uh, NFL uh, athletes in uh, Nick with, and Zach Vigil. With the same last name. Yeah. yeah two brothers. Yeah. Um, also, uh, one uh, miniature version of Nick Vigil and Hayes Hadley. And by miniature version of Nick Vigil, I mean an incredible wide receiver who just happens to be like four foot seven. How about Syracuse Harriman? That's gonna be a pretty. That could be a fun game. one. Um, Spanish Fork Springville, little rivalry little action rivalry there early, there. early in the season. Um, back to back rivalry games for Springville, which I'm telling you guys, Dixie Springville, they've opened against each other for so long that this game is almost like a rivalry. And now Springville Spanish Fork, the original Nebo School District rivalry, tempered a little bit since Maple Mountain was opened. Mm-hmm. I'll admit it. I'll fully admit it. But uh, these two teams still don't like each other. Yeah. Um, how about Roy Weber? Oh, Weber's the other school. That one could be interesting now. Yeah. That Weber's, one could be interesting. Okay, Weber's the other school. Okay. Um, and Weber's never, like, usually great at football. I mean, they produced yeah. uh, Tyson Lewis last year, who was a BYU signee. But um, I was actually uh, – I called that Roy Weber game last year. And oh, I remember really? Roy scored two touchdowns on the first two plays of scrimmage for each team. Um, they scored a touchdown on their first play of the game, and then Weaver uh, uh, had a turnover that resulted in a touchdown the next play. Interesting. And Roy ended up losing um, after leading 14-0 with, like, oh. uh, 30 seconds into the game. Didn't see it that. It was pretty coming. wild. Um, let's see. Uh, there was one more game I had pegged. Salem Hills, Desert Hills could be a fun one for all y'all in uh, St. George. Yeah. Desert Hills looking to rebuild after Coach Carl Frankie gets the ouster. Down there, and hey, Provo might get a win this week against Westlake. They're one and zero right now, y'all. <laughs> okay, so they might be two and zero. Just beat Cedar. 
Um, and uh, you know, you know what game I'm actually really interested in is the uh, Battle of the Two Orem Schools, Timpanogos and Mountain View. Um, oh, because I so I looked at Timpanogos for all schedule. the wrong reasons. Well, for all the wrong reasons. So I no offense, at, no offense to Mountain View, but I looked at you guys know what I'm schedule after uh, I covered the Timpanogos Farmington game. Timpanogos has a legit shot to possibly start five and zero this year. It's just like last year. Um, and so, then they lost their final five games. Yeah, they they play Farmington, Mountain View, Canyon View, West, and Uinta. Uh-huh. Wow, <laughs> sounds right. So Uinta, which by the way, we should give a sh- we should just give props to the kids at Uinta for coming out who came out to play this season because they lost their entire starting team, offense what? and defense. Are you serious? Team. Offense or maybe they might have one player back. Wow, it's one or fewer. They were all seniors. Yeah, they lost everybody. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Man, wow. Now, granted, those who follow Region Eight football, which probably aren't very many people on this podcast of the even smaller listenership that we have, uh, no, Uinta hasn't been great for a couple of years. You yeah. know, ever since making the jump up to what is now Five A, um, they haven't been great, but. They yeah they lost pretty much all if not all of their team. How from does a year how ago. is that possible? A lot that's of seniors. A, that's a, that's amazing for a team that's playing at five A. I mean they're probably the lower end of the five A schools um, enrollment wise. Like they should probably be they'd probably compete better in four A. Um, but well, oh they just got moved to four A. Okay, they did just get so moved they're to no 4A. longer in Region Eight. Yeah yeah, yeah. okay. So that's rough. So that would put them in that region 10. They yeah, have to with tr- Orem. Yeah. Do those guys hit 10? Do they have the hardest ro- like the furthest road schedule out of all the schools? Well, if um, is Union 3A or for, 4A this year? I, uh Union would be They're probably a 3A school, right? Keep keep talking while I Sorry guys, uh, this probably isn't very compelling radio, but this whole 6A like six right. classifications. They're, they're so a, stupid they're because it's thrown school. everything through the loop. Right. We don't and remember what schools in which which region. Well, and here's the thing: is like division. there are a lot of schools that I feel like are in, in the wrong classification for what they should be doing, uh, like for what they put out on the field. Oh, I see. I, I completely disagree with the way that this has been split up because it, like, a team like Orem probably should be a five A school. Right. You know, um, the population thing is what you're. Yeah, talking Yeah, like about. the population thing. Uh, like it's not fair for, you know, Orem to go out and compete against Orem and the St. George schools to compete against schools like Union or, or sorry, not Union, uh, uh, Uinta or, um, you know, Ogden or Ben Lomond or any of those schools. But they all, but they all have the same student population. So well, I, that's why I think the student population thing's stupid because. Okay. So that's you, the beef. Well, here's the thing: is a lot of these schools are able to get different athletes just because of the. Uh, demographics that kind of surround the school, you know? Sure. Like This is, by the way, this is Ogden's main argument you're making right here. Yes, so it's Ogden continue. and Hillcrest's main argument because uh, um, I, I I believe, uh, and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I when I was in high school, I remember Hillcrest was trying to get the move down. They were 5A playing in Region 4, playing against like Brighton, Bingham, right. Alta, Pleasant Grove, Lone Peak, and American Fork. Right. Um, pretty loaded region, and... Um, a big part of their student enrollment is that they have a, a large special needs program in their school, from my understanding, that okay. counts towards their student population. Mm-hmm. And so um, they weren't... So they have a big student population. To be fair, Highland also has a very similar special needs magnet program. Mm-hmm. So, th- uh, so, But they're much more competitive. But large, large student population, 
small athletic pool. Well, and the reason why is because where they're plant, where they where they are in uh, uh, what is it, Draper, Sandy, Murray, Murray, Murrayish. Yeah. Okay, so oh, all Hillcrest? these, yeah, all these guys yeah. are getting pulled to other schools like Murray, Brighton. Um, Alta, right. like stuff like that. Like anyone who's decent is going to go to one of these other schools just because they're kind of sandwiched in, in the middle, like even skyline, like all these kids are going to go to different schools, Olympus, you know? Right. Um, and so it's, so your real, for, so your real beef right now is with a little thing called on the Wasatch yes. front that we <laughs> call called open enrollment. So, so <laughs> I have two beefs. It's Kay. open enrollment and that they're not really taking. Yeah. The way that classifications are split up. Um, cause I don't think all is fair in, uh, you know, doing just student body population. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I feel like it's really similar to, um, I always felt like, you know, Viewmont's obviously in Davis County. I feel like the Davis County schools, like for some reason, like this athletes that are there aren't as big as like, well, no. And you see it every athletes. year is like. Davis, like these schools in region one will just dominate the competition within their own region. One team will come out completely unscathed eight. No, or nine and no, or however many games they play. And they'll lose to a four seed in the state playoffs. And it happens in baseball, basketball, and football every single year with these Davis County schools. And, but they, they have a huge student body population and, um, so they're, it's been something like six, a and five, a, the highest, it's been something like three years since a Davis County school won a state playoff game. A state playoff game? Yeah. Like Bountiful hasn't even won a playoff game? Uh, or are we talking just six, five A's? Six or maybe, maybe it was before last year. Because didn't Weber win in the first round last I year? I can't remember. Wow. I think Weber I mean, I just I remember. They went, they went three years in a row, though. Where a Davis County school didn't make it out of the first round. Yeah, first round. I, I remember as a baseball player, like I just remember talking about it with noted uh, Davis High Booster Club president right. Dave Noriega. May you rest in peace. <laughs> we so we'd get excited um, as a Region Four school because we'd always get matched up with Region One in the state tournaments for the first round. Yeah, we'd get excited about that because we would beat those guys in baseball every single year. Yeah, um, and they never advanced. They would go two games because it's a double elimination for state baseball. They'd get knocked out in the first two games every single one oh of these my schools. Gosh. And same with Region Two. Region two when I was in high school was like Granger, Hunter, yeah, not much better. Um, wh- uh, West. Another open enrollment problem in that region. Too. Yeah, Cyprus, like all these schools that were really bad, they shouldn't be competing at the highest level, even though they have a huge student body population. They don't always have a lot of great kids because right. all the good kids at the school are getting pulled over to East or um, West Jordan or right. Olympus or Skyline. You know, it's 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 been a huge boon over the years for high school football, and the product suffers. Which, as great as high school has been the last few years, the product suffers a lot for some of these schools because of that. Yeah, the only exception are like, and I feel bad for this is like six A five A schools because like that's where all the powerhouses are more or less, and that's where most of the entertaining sports are. So like we cover them more often, but well, yeah, it's if, like how when are we going to go out and cover a, a Granger or um, uh, sorry, I'm forgetting some of the schools out there, but those there, games Cyprus? in West Valley. There, yeah, are, there are a couple of two A and three A teams that we Kearns. cover almost every week on Game Night Live. To be fair, yeah. Now, granted, right. one of them is South Summit, which in Camas they kick off at like five o'clock 
every week. Do they not have lights on their so field? So it's really easy. No, they do. Oh, okay. They just they kick off early. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get lights until very recently, though. That is a recent addition, a uh, recent improvement. I know that. But they just they kick off early most of the time, and so it's really easy for us to get highlights there and then go to bounce around a couple of other games at the Valley. Right. I'm hoping... Also, Salt Lake people, Camus really isn't as far away as you think it is. So don't, don't at Thanks me. Thanks for the plug shot. Yeah, don't <laughs> at me. Um, but, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at the way that regions are uh, kind of split up a little bit. And um, honestly, I just, not to get, you know, to get off, like, my Rami Umptum, like, um, yeah, Cypress Hunter, Kearns, Granger, and Hillcrest. That's a bad region. That's the region? That's region two. Wait, read them off again. Sorry, Sorry. Deseret News Cypress, just me off. Cypress, Hunter, <laughs> Kearns, Granger, and Hillcrest. Cypress, Hunter, two. Kearns. Cypress, Yeah, that's Hunter, your that's your Kearns. 6A region two. But see, but see, part of, and and to defend high school activities a little bit, part, part of your problem here, Zach, is trying to get some of these top classification schools knocked down, but a big a big reason for the creation of the 6A classification which I still disagree with by the way. Oh, I I'm not a But fan a big of that but a big purpose of the 6A classification was try to, to try to take these top end schools and give them their own classification so that you could then separate them out from the kind of the more blue collar type upper level population schools. Right? So all of these schools in 6A have so many well what it's so done, many I think, students kind of it's made a really bad product for like 5a and 4a i feel like um where like the only great 4a, 4A is about perfect 4a you think so 4a is almost perfect 4A i disagree is with that good. i mean you're you're always you're always going to have and i graduated from provo high when they were garbage we, we uh, my my school went something like f- like fourteen years or something like that without a true playoff berth. Um, so I can I can say this: you're you're always going to have schools that struggle in certain sports, especially football. Schools that go th- I mean, every school is going to go through dips and valleys, uh, dips and valleys, hills and valleys. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> every school is going to eventually suffer. So ride the good times because the bad times are coming. Um, oh, look at this. Ogden's actually part of uh, Region 11 now in 4A. In oh, football? Yeah. But look, okay. I know so they are in all other but sports. 4A is but. pretty good, right? I mean, Orem, Skyview, <laughs> Mountaincrest, Dixie. But okay, yeah, so, so then I, 5A suffers, I feel like. So they finally so so they finally actually took three the 3AA three football classification, and by picking off a couple of what was formerly 4A schools, they made a really good 4A for the most part. And again, that doesn't mean you're not going to have teams that suffer and teams that struggle, but you're always going to have that no matter what type of parity you try to force. And I and I don't think I don't think there's a huge problem with 5A either other than the fact that um well I feel like some of the competition is a little bit watered down like um and this is I mean this is just a weird pet peeve of mine. I feel like um like just some of the top schools, you know, like Alta Corner Canyon, uh, Lehigh last year. Lehigh's not going to be as good this year just because they graduated their great class. But there are just going to be some schools that are just going to be way, way better than everyone else. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, ideally, in an ideal world, which I know this won't happen, 
I feel like the high schools acti- the high school activities association should like kind of make um, something similar to, like uh, like Premier League and soccer like EuroLeague for basketball where like the top team from like one classification will go up or like the top oh, four relegation. teams. Yeah, like relegation. So Well they do every every three years there's a realignment. Well I know there's a realignment every three years. That's but part like, of what they do though. But it's not like merit based. Yeah, it's, it's not population. all it's merit there's based. some. There's a merit okay, element. For like schools like East. There's a merit element. Right, for East. But I'm saying this should be an every year thing because year to year a lot of the programs are gonna have the same core of talent, um, unless they gra- have a huge graduating senior class. But if they take, like, the four teams that make the quarterfinals for 5A and bump them up to 6A and then take the worst four teams, um, I mean, of course, it's not going to be perfect because of the way that regions are set up and everything. But if they could find a way to make it work, I feel like this would greatly improve um, the product of high school football. In the so state. let me ask you this. I'll read off the bottom four right now of 6A. and You would kill, to be fair, you would kill geographic rivalries by doing that, though. They can schedule them in the preseason. If BYU and Utah can be canceled, and <laughs> Texas and Texas A&M can be canceled, then who gives a crap about and I mean, Provo football and Tim- being canceled? And I mean, Provo and Tempe <laughs> aren't even in the same region anymore. So yeah, right. what is life? So this what is, is this okay. So East this, and West. So the bottom four in six A from last season, okay, was Hillcrest, Copper Hills, Layton, Westlake. Would they compete in the five A? I think they'd have a better opportunity to. Yeah. I think they'd have a better Hillcrest, shot. when they were, what was it, a few I, years ago, they were 4A, they actually competed fairly decently. I mean, they weren't one of the top schools. I've seen that Westlake team. I think they'd get beat up in 5A. Wow. Westlake would probably get beat up in 4A, to be honest. <laughs> At Sean. And, I don't even and know. And here's the thing, handle. too. Westlake, At Ron Zundel. <laughs> here's the thing is Westlake is, has a booming population out in Saratoga Springs and Eagle Mountain because a lot of young families are moving out there. Right. Um, and so they're building a new high school because there's a demand. Sure. But all of so those kids are going a to bunch of A bunch of the talent is now getting drawn from Westlake, and it's going to be split next year. So Westlake's going to be even worse. Wait. And they'll still probably what, be a 4 Where are they building it out there? Uh, they're building a new high school in Eagle Mountain. Yeah, by Eagle Mountain. Oh, yeah. wow. So out That's by City insane. Center. Yeah. Cedar Valley. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. The aviators. Is that Dang. what their mascot is? Yeah, they're going to be the aviators. I like it. It's not an animal or a like, bird. Like one of the most, one of the biggest surprises to me was that um, Skyridge was able to open up and be that successful, and none of the products suffered for any of the, uh, any of the other schools in the area. Well, look, at, look who Skyridge sure. pulled from. Skyridge was pulling, Lehigh and Lehigh won the state championship. They, the Skyridge was pulling from an incredibly deep Lehigh and sure. an incredibly deep Lone, Lone Peak, Peak and, and a Fork. little bit of a and a little bit from a p- still pretty deep American Fork. Yeah, I mean those are three, all in all, very at least very good schools to pull from. And they got some kids from Alta because a lot of the kids that live in, uh, like over by Traverse Mountain, were going to Alta. Sure, really, or Corner Canyon, yeah. A lot of people up on Traverse Mountain will go to Corner Canyon wow. or Alta. So they were pulling some of those kids that were going over to those schools over there. But you don't think a yeah. booming West Lake, not talking about the high school, but the geographical area, will bring in more talent and make it better? It's going to take 10 years because of how young all the families that are moving out there are. I mean, True. it's like people are buying their starter homes, um, like – well, not a starter home, but like their home after a starter home, right. because the land out there is just so, so cheap. cheap, and there's so many houses out How there. How old Stansbury? Five years. Five years. Okay, 
it's I feel like it's gonna be kind of like that. Granted, all the good kids go to Sansbury, not Tooele. I live by Tooele. Yeah. Um, well, there are also legal reasons for that too, but we won't get into that because this is not a legal podcast. <laughs> okay, good. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's like you have to tell me after. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like when Westlake first split, um, when I was in high school, I think they split in 2010. Uh, Lehigh was really good. They had uh, uh, John Ursua, who uh, is now playing at Hawaii. He later went on to go, go play at Cedar, but he was like uh, in contention for like Mr. Football as a quarterback, as a sophomore at Westlake. Oh, wow. And then he ended up getting in some trouble and transferring down to Cedar. Um, kind of fell off the map a little bit, but they had a lot of like really, really talented guys. Um, Ulfine Gaway, uh, uh, Chaz Ayu. Um, now, I mean, they've just completely fallen off the map and they just aren't competing at the 6A level, but they have a huge student body. They have a, you know, really yeah. nice facilities. Um, and it's not just football that they aren't competing in. They're getting destroyed in every single sport. They got a pretty good wrestling program. Wrestling okay, doesn't look count. At the, look at, look at the, uh, region <laughs> that they're in. They're well, going to be the fourth team in the, yeah. out of that region. Yeah, every well, sure. yeah it's like yeah. And don't say that re- wrestling doesn't count. Regi- no, regions doesn't count. regions don't matter in wrestling though. Exactly. I well, it's that. because they it's because they have the super region. Yeah, region, regions regions very much don't matter in regions because you could like if well, we're talking wrestling, standings, then we're yeah. going to talk about like the Delta Powerhouse or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about like just well, and the that's the thing, most dominant program know. in the state, though. I yeah, don't exactly. No, 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 that is wrong. That is Pleasant Grove. <laughs> Delta wrestling over Delta. Yes. Hold, hold up. When I was in high school, Cute. we beat. Okay, okay. We went Make your point. In the state okay. duels. Okay. We went undefeated in the state duels when I was at Pleasant Grove. Okay. Okay, and that it's not one and, year. Okay, but here's the thing: is Pleasant Grove has been better every single year since I graduated. They've had one down year where they got second in state. It's. I mean, that's also because they're in a very weak classification. Okay, but even here's like, the thing: is because I'm sorry, so the current six A, the old five A, is not a great wrestling. Okay, we've completely sidetracked <laughs> wrestling now. But, but it's like Viewmont was good at wrestling. But here's the like, thing: okay, we're going to all the same tournaments as these schools, as Wasatch and Delta, sure, and uh, South Summit and um, Hurricane and. You know, all these schools are going to the same tournaments. Well, guess who's coming out on top at all the tournaments? Pleasant Grove. They're winning, uh, you know, the big Rocky Mountain Rumble over at Orem, uh-huh. which has all the, it has uh, 64 teams from different states across the country. Guess who's winning that every year? Pleasant Grove. Okay. Like, it's not just that Pleasant Grove is winning the 6A championship or the 5A championship or whatever freaking level that they're at. They're also winning the super state championship the super state tournament when they're sending guys to it, they don't always send guys to it because they have guys that play other sports. Unlike Delta, unlike Wasatch, like these guys are just wrestlers. Um, but when Pleasant Grove is sending their guys, they're still winning those tournaments, you know? And I'm not saying any, saying all this to take away from three, a two, a one, a wrestling, because there's a lot of really great wrestlers at schools like Altamont at, um, in, in Duchesne at, uh, at Millard high school, Millard high school's, you know, one of the top five programs in the state, they're two way. Yeah. Um, or at least they historically were, I have no idea what they are now. Thanks. UHSAA, but <laughs> we're still um, trying to figure it out. Yeah. They're, they're still two way. Okay. So they're still two way. They're still, two-way. um, you know, North severe, South severe, uh, North summit, South summit, like they're, they're all good wrestling programs. Um, and you, 
like that's one thing that high school f- uh, wrestling has done really well is create the super state tournament where they take the best four guys from each classification or whatever it is. Uh-huh. I can't remember how many guys they take. And they put them in a tournament the week after state. Um, and the and be- they wrestle in a tournament. And the best players routinely pull out of Super State because it's not sponsored by the High School Activities Association, and it's very often the same weekend as some of the biggest national tournaments. But still, they're at least Dakota. in the right direction. They're at, you can say they're at least in the right direction. If they're able to get something all, all I know, with young Zachary Hicken, is Pleasant Grove's longest t- state title streak in wrestling was seven straight from 1991 to 97. Okay. He also won six straight from 2011 to 2016. Uh, I was part of two of those. Delta, <laughs> how many state titles do you have individually? Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, what a Delta dick. has matched that seven in a row three times. Okay, well, who else? Seven in a row with? from 2009 to 2015, eight in a row from 1974 to 1981, and nine in a row from 1985 hey. to 1993, hey. which is second all-time in Utah history to Brighton's 11 in a row from 78 hey, to Hey, Sean, 88. can I ask you something? How did they do in the Millard Ironman tournament against Pleasant Grove? Who... Are you really are you really asking me who they're competing against when you're talking about a 6A formerly 5A program? Well, you're making the case that they are uh that they can compete with anyone in the state. So maybe okay, so maybe the the line is we should Pleasant Grove is a fantastic wrestling program, an incredible re- the they have an state. incredible wrestling program. They've won <laughs> 19 state championships. Delta's won 34. Okay, but who are they competing against? Delta has won 34 state championships. Pleasant Grove, which wrestles in a weaker classification, has 19. So you mean to tell me that- Most of Delta state championships were going up against the the powerhouse age of Wasatch, the powerhouse age of Uinta. So how about- Well, here's the thing is Pleasant Grove was wrestling all those same programs too. They just didn't have an opportunity to do so at state. They wrestled you went to every single year during those powerhouse years when Coach Henry was the head coach, and they were beating you went to routinely. You know they were going up to the Viewmont, uh, the Viewmont Classic, and beating all these schools when that Viewmont Classic was like the biggest tournament in the Western United States. I don't know. I think I think we got a little bias here. We there is some bias here. I think Are you wearing bears. your wrestling singlet underneath your clothes? <laughs> Wait, what is it? Oh my! Why is that? Oh my god, he is! No, it's why is that blue underneath <laughs> your shirt? What is that? Is that spandex? So I will also add this. Pleasant Grove should have twenty, um, but in two thousand ten, my sophomore year, uh-huh. we lost the state tournament by half a point. Um, we had uh, we had two things that happened. Our our um, our team captain got arrested the week before state. <laughs> um, it, I mean, keep you digging that it. hole. Keep if digging you that hole. About, if you you laugh about it, but this whole situation is really sad. Okay. Um, I take that back. Yeah. Um, but on the outside looking in, I sure. mean, it, it's funny. It's something to laugh about. And I, uh, you know, outside of what was going on in his personal life, I. You know, it's something that you laugh at now. It's just yeah. dumb. We also had another kid. Um, we had two teammates wrestling um, for each other. Wrestling each other. Right. Um, that for, happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and it does happen because a lot of uh, these schools are able to qualify two plus wrestlers in each, or sorry, just two wrestlers in each weight classification. So we have two teammates wrestling each other. Um, one of the kids was just getting destroyed. He was down like twelve points. Uh-huh. 
Well, at that point, when you're in the third period, you're just getting beat up. You're just supposed to let your teammate pin you. Right. Um, because it gives the team points. Um, this kid was on his back and was fighting and wouldn't get pinned. And um, since, since when was that an unwritten rule? It is an unwritten no. rule. No. Yes, it no. is. No. This is literally, I've wrestled since I was 10 yeah, years old. This is literally the first time I've heard that. When you're for a state championship but and who, it comes down it, to a half unless, point, yeah, then it's no, an unwritten rule. No. But it's like, if, if, no. you're not, if you're not going for an undefeated streak or something like that, like who cares? Right, right. Who cares? But it's still it's still a one-on-one match. Okay, so if you're losing 12-0 and you're on your back with 10 seconds left, you're not going to lay on your back so your team can get the points? I, There's I no once, lion team, Sean. I once trailed a kid 12-1 to 1 with 30 seconds left and won by pen. Okay. I, I know that happens. Um, but so, so you never give up. That's the, beauty, that's the beauty of the sport so is you never give up. So this kid was literally laying on his back, yeah. and the coaches are saying – Lay down, lay down, lay down. They're screaming at him to lay down, and he wouldn't. And he got off the mat, and uh, you know when when it all came out, yeah, it was like okay, we lost by half point. We would have got two more points um, if this kid would have been pinned, but he won by major decision. Yeah, Um, he lost by major decision. And it was a difference in two points. We would have won the state championship. Oh my so, goodness! Sounds like more of a more points in my favor because you have coaches that are telling your, their wrestlers <laughs> to throw a match. Well, well, six his, in a row, Sean. It should be seven. Well, he didn't. He ended up not getting a ring, either way. So, yeah, we him. got we got the freaking stupid <laughs> second place trophy that I'm pretty sure that we just threw underneath the bus on our way back because everyone was really, really <laughs> upset about it. You're just um, like we don't need this garbage. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. But um, speaking of rings, Delta wrestling us 34 of them. I'm uh, just gonna end it on that. Okay. That's Let's all. end on that. That's all. <laughs> but high school. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna make one last point on Kay. my uh, on my Rami Umptum, and I'm gonna say, high school wrestling is a great example where the lower classification schools could compete against the best classification schools, um, except for Pleasant Grove, but. <laughs> um, what we could do is if they're able to realign that just based on talent and who's succeeding and who's um, winning in all these tournaments where it's an even playing field. I mean, it's just a it's a one on one match, and um, I mean if they were able to somehow sanction the super state uh, as part of the activities association, I think that would be a great move in the right direction uh, for kind of creating some parity in uh, what I consider to be my favorite sport and. Uh, that Utah high school sponsors. So, you you still got to move it away from national tournament weekends, though. So you just wait a couple weeks. There's lots to think about. Then yeah. you're still, but then you're running into kids that want to play spring sports. So okay, well we'll figure it out. I'll <laughs> I'll solve it all. I don't have the you know the, all the schedules in front of me, but we'll sure. get it all figured out and uh, we'll report back next week. So that'd be fun actually. <laughs> we can uh, to come up with the plan. Well, why why don't we just uh, realign everything over this next week? what we think the classification should be, and we'll come back with it next week. That'd be pretty cool, Okay, let's do it. I'd be down. All right. That's a good move. All right. Well, big big high school sports week coming up. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. High school sports is back. I'm just going to say UHSAA will send you an invoice. Yeah. While we we do your job. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. Uh, If you liked this, please share it with all your friends. Um... High School Sports is back. I'm excited for that. I am Hemahimuli Jr. 
Joining me as always is Sean Walker. Forks up. And Zach Hicken. Shout out to our moms. 